Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I interview movement enthusiasts to find out who they are, what they do, and why they do it. This episode is part two of a four-part series on the United States Parkour Association, USPK for short. In this episode, each of the transition board members explain what a national governing body is, what it does, why it's important, and their specific vision for how USPK will work. They discuss USPK's board of directors, who currently sits on it, and how it will function as the organization grows. They also delve into who USPK is meant to serve, who should join the organization, and how to do that. But first, you already know there's more to the Movers Mindset Project than just this podcast. A lot more. In fact, there's so much more. We've put together a page that describes all the different things we're currently doing. From athlete questions to guest follow-ups, from transcripts to show notes, the community, our mailing list, and more. To learn more, go to moversmindset.com and click on Overview in the menu. Mark, one of the first questions people ask about USPK is, why do we actually need a governing body? What does this governing body actually do? So I think there are a, a number of reasons that a governing body is necessary. The The forefront for me is if there is an activity that people enjoy doing, somebody is going to try to control it. And who that somebody is dictates a lot of what the public sees that activity being. So in this case, uh, and this gets personal for me, my reason for wanting to be part of that governing body is because I'm very passionate about parkour and the benefits that parkour brings to people's lives. And I'm very passionate that parkour is not about certain things. And so I want to make sure that the the vision of parkour that gets passed on to the public eye is is one of of health and helpfulness and community and self-improvement. I think that those are very important aspects of parkour to me. And so whoever is stewarding parkour, I want to make sure that that's, that's on their plate. I want to make sure that those are, those are things that they are, they are actively driving as the things that parkour should be known as. I think that another thing that a governing body brings to the table really, and, and this is a, a funny word, but I'm going to use it anyway, is the safety of everybody involved. It really protects everybody's interests. If we have owners of gyms, how do they know that their equipment is up to a standard and what should that standard be? And how does a uh, mom bringing her four-year-old to that facility know that the instructors are at a certain level? And how do they know that the equipment's been built well and the curriculum has been done well. And I think that those are things that a governing body can help guide. And I, and I use the word guide very, very specifically because it's not about dictation. It's not, for me personally, it's not about standards. It's about guidelines. And there's a huge difference there. And the difference is we want as an organization to provide guidelines for you as to how to make a safe environment, how to make a successful program, how to enjoy parkour as a pr practitioner. And these are guidelines and you can check them out and go, oh, cool, that's something I hadn't thought of or that's one that I just didn't know. And yeah, I really like that. And I'm going to I'm going to take it under my 
consideration and I'm going to use it. And then you can look at a guideline and say, hey, you know what? I feel like my idea is way better than that. I'm going to suggest it to these USPK guys and and maybe they'll take it and change it or maybe they'll stick with their thing. But that's that's where I fit into uh, the, the mold. So I think something that is very important, critically important, that maybe people don't, in my opinion, consider enough is that somebody is going to be running parkour. Somebody is going to be in charge of parkour. Somebody is going to ask a question, somebody from a government or a school or an insurance company or another sport is going to ask a question and who they ask is critical. And that who they ask is a very important thing. And that is what a governing body is. The governing body needs to be the who they ask. And what we really want is that that question gets answered by the parkour community. That's what transparency is. That's what a government that governs the will of the body that it's governing does. They are just spokespeople for the larger group. They gather the opinions of the larger group. And then when they are asked by an outside entity, what do parkour people want for this? They say, well, out of our 5,000 members, 3,500 said that they really prefer A over B. And so it's not that some member of the board said this or that. It's our membership said this is what they want. So that's why it's important for each person. Their collective voices are what the governing body is. I think the first thing that we get is legitimacy um, and legitimacy is really valuable in the larger context. Parkour is a sport that's growing very quickly and we're developing a lot of things from gyms to certifications to clothing lines to courses for four-year-olds or 80-year-olds. And when we're looking at the larger picture of parkour and how that's represented uh, to the media, to the general public, and a lot of people still see it as young kids jumping between rooftops. Yeah, very wild, uh, organic, crazy activity. Yeah, and, and this having an NGB is is really valuable to get that legitimacy, but also to have people that can advocate you at municipal or mm -hmm. state or national levels. Having a common network of similar providers that are doing the same thing and that you can network with, you can talk with, you can share ideas with that already exists organically within the parkour world, but in a lot of ways, the goal of USPK is to bring a lot of that together and to expand access because right now it's a select group that has access to that. And we want to make sure that parkour remains and continues to be inclusive and representative for all. Well, the number one thing that USPK is set up to do is represent the people in the U.S., who care about parkour. I mean, it's literally in the name. It is an association of people who care about parkour. And there are a lot of people that do care that are just looking for a way to connect with each other. Because I think one of the things that we've seen growing within the community is there's lots of people that want to participate. There's lots of people that want to support. There's lots of people that want to go to gyms or start gyms or make t-shirts or make videos. But there isn't anything right now that really takes all of those people's appreciation and love and support for this community and puts it towards something that's about giving back to that community. 
So as I mentioned before, it seemed as though we were fine in the United States without a national governing body for quite a few years. Uh, but we started to see these things come about that definitely left a bad t- taste in my mouth. Um, for example, I was at a gym up in the Northeast and I jumped a precision eight feet off the ground and the bar that I landed on broke under my feet. And thank goodness it was me and not like maybe one of their students. Um, I fell out of it okay and came away from it. And then you've got some other examples. Uh, I think uh, an entire balcony um, at Vault PK earlier this last year uh, collapsed with people on it. And so we're starting to see these things where it's like, no, we can't ignore those. Um, Now that parkour is growing, naturally, you're going to have a lot of wealthy business people who want to make a profit off of parkour and they aren't really a part of the culture. They don't understand what's important about, you know, building standards or, uh, you know, curriculum and such. And so we're seeing mistakes made that have dire consequences. And I think... That's one of the strong ways this national governing body can bring something beneficial is to have build recommendations, um, a collection where we've all learned these lessons we can pass on because these these entrepreneurs are going to come in and whether we like it or not, um, anytime there's something beautiful in the world, uh, in my experience is that capitalism can rear its ugly head and come try to commodify that thing. And sometimes the consequences can be terrible. So that's going to happen no matter what. We can at least just make sure parkour is safer. People are getting the right information. One of the other ways I see it being very powerful, it gives us all a voice. Uh, maybe take a scenario where uh, a news media outlet just completely misconstrues something that happened. Um, this has happened multiple times already. It's really frustrating. And then we have really bad press about parkour, altering people's perceptions of what we do. And we can each individually as organizations or people speak out, say a thing here or there, but comments on the end of a news article is not going to do much. Uh, with an organization that can collectively field our voice and have some power behind it, uh, we can address those things. We can be a resource for our media to come to us and ask us questions um, if we're the definitive uh, kind of representative. So, you know, whether it comes to build standards, representation of the community, making sure that, you know, we have a lot of diversity and our events are being run safe. Um, We're filling that void. So other organizations who don't know parkour and are trying to monetize it can't step in and fill that void for us. You know, whether it's legitimizing certain coaching certifications and also just making parkour look legitimate to outsiders outside of our community. Uh, right now, if you just see park, you know, maybe not so much these days, but before it was just like, looked like a ragtag gang of teenage boys running around, jumping off things like skaters. And if we have a national governing body that sends a completely different message to the greater public. So I guess that's the tip of the iceberg. There are tons more that it can do. And ultimately it's going to do what the community wants it to. It's going to speak for this community. And that's what I'm excited about. What does this community want? Like this is power in numbers. We can come together and make stuff happen. Like how is it actually run? What literally happens behind the closed doors kind of thing? The United States Parkour Association is a 501c3 nonprofit registered in Delaware. Uh, It's run by a board of directors and governed basically by its members. Mm -hmm. The board meets once every few months, uh, four times a year at least. Presently, we're on a biweekly schedule to make basic decisions, help push organization initiatives along, and, and support the various sort of member-driven ideas and exactly initiatives. Frosty, can you run down the current board members and what their roles are? 
Yeah, we have an amazing team set up for our transition board. It was really, I think, almost simple to look at who are some of the pillars of the community that have been involved for a long time that are making current strides towards bringing us closer together. So, you know, I've been working with Mark Turok from American Parkour for a long time. I, I think that he represents such an amazing part of our community that has already sort of been moving in this direction for a long time. And uh, he's he's really built up a, a solid foundation of people that that care about the almost the philosophy and and the idea of parkour more than more than anything else and keeping that safe and protected. Um, Amos Rendell from Apex has been really innovating in the space of education for a long time. And I've been a close friend of his for years now and just seen the way that he has involved himself in the ever-expanding sort of knowledge base of parkour, I think has been so great to not only see for, you know, young athletes learning and, and growing, but also for the community to see that there's still more for us to, to expand into. Blake Evett from Parkour Generations Americas was, I think, an essential component towards connecting with the more traditional fundamental side of parkour that is more internationally focused, you know, bringing together some of what's going on in the uh, Parkour Generations community overseas and connecting with what we're doing here. It's been really great to bring that uh, perspective and and, uh, experience into the group as well. And the first person to reach out to all of us was Caitlin. She really took the first step towards moving us into making this happen. And I think it was really great for her because she was in the process of transitioning from the East Coast to West Coast, from her own creative projects into more specific work with Parkour Visions. And it was a really good transition for seeing how, as a group, we could come from sort of where we were starting towards uh, a more unified, more powerful position overall. And with that grouping overall, I think we we managed to cover such an incredible spectrum of the interests and and um, energies of what's going on in the current parkour community. We're a small board, but we are all really active members of our community and we all have our ears to the ground, a big, a big focus and kind of a shared uh, shared uh, drive vision, that we yeah. have our vision is that you know each of us are interfacing with our communities and the, our our regions because we are from all over the country and trying to hear people uh directly what we can do mm-hmm. in this early stage of development obviously there's a mechanism later on for people to individually create create and pursue their initiatives but right but that- yeah right now it's we are all very much dedicated to giving and creating something that we really think the community wants Like it's clear who the current board members are. We're interviewing them and talking about what the organization is going to look like. And the, the obvious next question is who will be the board members? Who should be in charge? Like who should get the baton of leadership and take control of this thing? Uh, to be honest, I don't know who it's going to be. Right now we have a transitional board in place and that it was basically started. This is the group that kind of got momentum going and wrote up the bylaws and has really started things moving. But at at the end of the day, um, and actually really soon, we're going to start electing board members. And none of us know who that's going to be. That's going to be a representative um, and chosen from within uh, USPK members Mm -hmm. and membership. And there's the process for that is outlined in the bylaws and is designed to be representative of uh, the larger community and will have fair access and uh, transparent voting. And and that's one of our goals, big goals for USPK is transparency mm-hmm. and access. 
And I think from my understanding, that's one of the big goals for the transition board is to make sure that not that you govern the entity correctly, but that you oversee the transition to whatever the government, the board will be that runs it. So yeah. it really is a transitional role. We've, we've gone into this very much with the expectations that we want to be setting this up for the next people to take the torch. Um, mm -hmm. This is not the the five of us that got together and will be on the board for the next 10, 15 years. Right. We are in it to get it up, get it moving, and then pass it on to the people that whoever gets elected. So um, we want this to be, the board will grow and the, with a small group of people and some amazing volunteers, we were able to get things rolling. But at the end of the day, this is not an organization that can be run by five people by any means. And we're going to need to tap into the larger community to, to make this successful. One concern I've heard from several people is that if there's a board of directors, their immediate idea is that that board of directors sits at the top and dictates down. So can you talk a little bit about who the board of directors would be and what their roles are, what their actual tasks and duties are? Sure. I think when looking at the board of directors, I would actually approach that from a different angle and say the structure of the organization dictates what the board is allowed to do and not allowed to do, and the goals of the organization dictate what the board should and shouldn't do. And in my opinion, the, the board and the organization is there for the members. So the board is not there to do a thing. The board is there to do the will of the membership and carry out the mission of the organization. So one of the things that's important to me about the board is not only a diversity of experiences when we look at, okay, we really want an experienced spokesperson and we want an attorney and we want someone who's good at running a business and maybe we want someone with entrepreneurial spirit and we want someone with sports uh, management background. One of the positions that I have suggested is that we have a 13-year-old kid on the board because after all, this is a board for an activity that we want to be enjoyed by a broad range of people. And so I, I think it's very important to keep a youthful, fresh, fun, what is fun about parkour aspect right at the board level of the organization. USPK is an association of individual practitioners and people and interested businesses. So the first obvious question is who should join and why should they join? Membership is open to both individuals and organizations. Uh, I think that anyone who interfaces with parkour, enjoys parkour, whether you're a parent or a student, a coach or a business owner, or maybe someone uh, operating within the sphere of parkour on the periphery, um, I, I believe that membership in the organization is is and can serve you because the organization is very agile and is meant to kind of provide, again, a neutral space for all the interests inside and, and around parkour to be represented, explored, and uh, again, ultimately create shared resources uh, in those spaces for those people. Mm -hmm. The more perspectives, the better. Mark, can you tell me a little bit about your vision for who the membership of USPK would be? Who would the people that would join and why would they join? Sure. So I think some of the people who may not feel like they should join are people who love doing parkour in their backyard by themselves. 
and feel like, oh, well, you know, decisions of other groups aren't really going to affect me. And I think that that's true to a certain standpoint. You can always go train in your backyard. But if you want to go train in a park and someday somebody has made parkour illegal, then you have, in fact, been affected by it. So I think that it's important for individual practitioners to speak up, to have a voice, to to help guide what the world sees as parkour. I think there are a lot of groups that could really be involved here. And it goes back to the mission, not only of the board, which has a specific mission, and I'm in no way overriding that, but I'd like to give a, a 30,000 foot view of the mission and my involvement in parkour. We are fighting obesity and depression and drug problems and all kinds of other problems that are absolutely 100% scientifically proven to be combated by physical activity outdoors. Getting outdoors and playing in the sunshine is absolutely, and I'm not calling it a miracle cure, but it is a big step towards a lot of those issues and problems that we have in society. So I would like to see uh, people in the healthcare world at higher levels being involved in what parkour eventually means to people, people in the education system being involved in what parkour means to people. Yes, people in the sporting world, there, there are going to be competitions, whether, whether people like it or not. I'd like to see those competitions have a certain flavor of brotherhood, of respect, of camaraderie, but that needs to be protected as well because it is going to be viewed as a sport. So having sports people involved, there are a lot of people who could be involved in this people who want their children to be doing this uh, activity and want to know what are the guidelines about this gym that I that I bring my kids to every day, or even most of the gyms I know have full-on camps. We have parents who leave their kids with us for an entire week. They want to know what, what are the benefits of this parkour training for my child. So really, I think there's, there's a wide range of people that, that could and should be involved with the group. I think it may even be particularly important if somebody feels strongly against the group, that's someone who I want to be part of it. Because frankly, if you don't become part of the group, we can't hear your voice. To be the voice of the community, you have to hear the community. And if there's a certain part of the community that doesn't like what we're doing, but they don't speak up, then we can't possibly include their opinion. So those are people that should join and vote. So anyone who cares about the future of parkour in the USA and even internationally, really, this is going to play a big role, uh, should join USPK. And that is not limited to just practitioners. Um, that could be anyone who thinks this is a beautiful art and wants to see it go in a positive direction. Um, but I could also see parents, for example, being very passionate about it, even though they might not be practitioners. Uh, and why should they join? Uh, the, as I mentioned before, there's so many ways that we can have power in numbers and make sure we increase the safety standards of gyms and programs. And there are so many resources that we will have collectively that we wouldn't have alone, whether it's access to certain insurance, um, all sorts of things, um, even just awareness of events being run through maybe a, a calendar through the organization. So anyone who wants to be a part of that and take the benefit of it, um, as well as support something that's going to be good for parkour in the USA should, should join. 
The goal of USPKs is to make sure that everybody is involved, whether it's the parkour for life uh, person that, that parkour is their employment, their hobby, the what they eat, what they drink, what they wear. <laughs> and um, But also for the parent of the kid that goes once a week or occasionally, the older practitioner that has been to a few classes, um, the spectator that is interested in, in the growth of the sport. Um, basically, anybody that has an involvement with parkour this is something that's going to affect them and that they can help to influence and help be a part of stewarding. And we want everybody's uh, opinion. We want everybody's input to make sure that we're doing this right. And um, the, there are so many ways to get involved. Uh, the membership is set up to make sure that it's accessible and inclusive, both financially and in terms of a time commitment for, for anyone. And also the SIGs that then are kind of the next step from general membership, uh, allow people to get into the nitty gritty of things that they care about. So mm -hmm. whether it's certifications or competitions or Insurance parkour or shoes build or standards. yeah, build standards <laughs> or really anything under the sun that somebody could be passionate about or a group of people are passionate about. That's what the special interest groups, the SIGs are, are started for. Caitlin, what's the biggest ask that USPK has at the moment? What's, you know, the actionable item when people press stop at the end of the podcast? What should they run out and do? Uh, go become a member. Become a member, uh, join the forums, and start communicating with us about what, what would most help you as who you are in your community. As a parent, if you had this resource. As a student, as a coach, man, wouldn't it be great if this as gym owners, it would be amazing to have building standards. Right. We need to start collecting and figuring out where the concerns of our community are, where we can collectively work together to do some good. So USPK is at USPK.org. It's yeah. also a Facebook group and there's a Facebook page. So you can go to any of those three places and find your way to the other places. Then yeah, the membership registrations are also open. So you can join immediately that way as mm -hmm. well. You can also view our bylaws online, add comments and... Uh, can, uh, participate that way. Yeah. People can connect to the organization uh, through our website at www.uspk.org. You can also find us on Facebook through our page and our group so you can continue the conversation with others. And I personally invite anybody who has a question or a concern or an idea, something they want to create, uh, to reach out to me directly at caitlin at uspk.org. If you're interested in becoming a member or learning more about USPK, go to USPK.org. You can also reach out to any of the transition board members through their social media, and you can join the USPK group on Facebook. This was episode 71. For more information, go to moversmindset.com slash 71. The Movers Mindset community is designed to be used with keyboards and big screens. It's designed to give you physical and mental space to read, to think, and to create considered replies. You can come back to or discover topics from years past. They're exactly where you expect them to be. I'm interested in discussing everything related to independence, self-direction, and human excellence. Are you? Visit moversmindset.com community. And I'll leave you with a final thought from Voltaire. Weak as I am, I carry on the war to the last moment. I get a hundred pike thrusts, I return two hundred, and I laugh. I see near my door Geneva on fire with quarrels over nothing, and I laugh again, 
And, thank God, I can look upon the world as a farce, even when it becomes as tragic as it sometimes does. All comes out even at the end of the day, and all comes out still more even when all the days are over. Thanks for listening.